Welcome to Marriage Monday with Jeremiah and Savannah Jennings. The Jennings own Growing Green Landscapes and are very happily married. In this podcast, Jeremiah and Savannah discuss the wins, losses, good times, bad times, and everything in between pertaining to owning a business while maintaining a healthy marriage along the way. We hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and thank you so much for tuning in with us today for another Marriage Monday. I hope you all are doing well. hope you had a great weekend, and hopefully you're planning to have a great week ahead. I am joined with my beautiful co-host, Savannah, to start off your week strong. Savannah's here with us this week. Uh, how are yep. you doing this evening? I'm good. Good, good, good. Glad to be here. Glad to be doing this. Glad to be able to come to you for another week. It's crazy how fast time flies. I feel like we put out a put out a Marriage Monday show, and then the next one is just the day after. Like it feels yeah, we like blink, just, and we're sitting here doing another one. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, coming up on a year doing these in June, so it'll be here before you know it. It's been super fun. Uh, such a privilege to be able to just come to you all and give a little bit of insight into our lives and, and kind of how things work for us and roll for us and what all we've got going on and, and try to just share a little bit of wisdom of things that we're learning along the way. We are not a finished product, but we're a work in progress, Always. I guess we could say. So yep. we are actually coming to you live from the uh, top of Birmingham tonight. We actually went to an NBA game here in town for uh, with some of our friends, and we left Jack with my mom this evening. So big night tonight. Yeah, we we're, actually, we're staying in Birmingham. Like, yeah, in downtown we're staying, Birmingham staying downtown tonight. So uh, first night away from Jack. How how are you feeling about that? I don't know how I feel about it. It's okay. I'm trying to think about it, but it's it, ha- good, it has to happen, and I think right. it's a good little warm up. It's a good warm up. We have we're a trip town, coming up yeah. for a couple of days. That he won't be with us, so it's a good little. We're right down. We're 30 minutes from him, so not too far at all. Just one night. We'll just one night, morning. and we'll be back shortly here, literally just in a few hours. So um, big night, though. It's a big step, and that's something that you as parents probably have all gone through, that you remember that first night you left him. Maybe you haven't left him yet. You got new kids. Then you're uh, figuring it all out. But I know there's a lot of – actually, a lot of people that listen in are in the same stage of life of us, at life as us, having kids, being pregnant, uh, just a lot of stuff going on. It's, it's a happy time of life. I love – hearing uh, from all of you out there who are in in or around the stage the same stage of life it's just it's an honor to be able to share a little bit of us because the things that we go through every day I hope resonate with some of you and mm-hmm. what we're trying to do in this podcast in this new year is just really continue to grow the relationships and build new ones but then also just open up a lot of doors moving forward for for new topics to be talked about new new things to be discussed about marriage and business because it's not easy. Like it, it's not easy running a business and being married, and it's not easy having a healthy marriage. That's that's the thing. Is like there's not many people. We're having this conversation earlier. There's not that many people who have a successful business, have a successful marriage, are parents, and then also like kind of put their lives out there and talk about it and, and try to help other people. And so, yeah, a lot of you do that though. There, there are a lot of guys listening in that I know personally who are giving back to the community helping other people, and so we take a lot from each and every one of you listening in, and those of you that give me feedback, just messages, Instagram, emails, all kinds of stuff, that it means the world to to me that we're building a community around us, and I hope that this year only continues to grow that. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's not easy. Like I said, it's not easy, and I think kind of want to get in, what I want to get into today is a little bit of uh, what were some of the hard times. I want to go through some of the hard times for us in our in our 
two and a half years of marriage so far. That's insane. We've been married two and a half years, coming up on three years I know. in May. And uh, what what are some of the hard times for you? I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but what are some of the hard times that come to mind in, in our marriage when it comes to because so the weird weirdly for us we I've had the business since we got married. Um, it wasn't something that we started on our own. No. I mean, it wasn't something I started on my own. I, I guess we were dating when I started. So I yeah, did start we were on my together, own, but, but we weren't married. Yeah, we weren't married when I started. So. Uh, We've had this from day one, and it's been something that we've had to work through of, of how are we going to navigate these waters of how are we going to build a business but also build a marriage. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, we've had to do a lot of soul searching, I guess, a lot of night, late night talks, a lot of arguments, and a lot of discussions have happened over the two and a half years. Yeah. And I think looking back on it, it's like, what do you think, well, for you, what are some of the hard times that you want to... That you would say. I, I know um, what comes to mind for me. Yeah. I mean, the the obvious one that's like, duh, um, is when you hurt your hand. Um, mm, yeah. That was really hard um, for, for me. I don't know if we consider that like a marriage hard thing. I think that was just like a, a tough kind of scary time in our marriage just because there was so much unknown and it was right in the middle of like busy yeah, it was season. Like spring rush towards right at the end of spring rush. Yeah, and you were totally out of work. Um so that that was kind of tough for us, I think. Yeah, and that and that so proof is in the pudding example. If if you're new to the show listening and you hadn't listened back, I messed my hand up with some hedge trimmers in the summer of twenty twenty one and got them pretty bad. Kept Cut the cut them almost all the way off. But anyway, that was right in the beginning. It was first of May, um, mm-hmm. right after Spring Rush was finishing up, and so we didn't really know the business was not built and currently still is not built fully to where it could operate without me. Yeah, and that, well, that and we had just made a you had just made yeah, one yeah, of your just bought the biggest yeah. financial purchases in the business at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were banking on you know you using like you being able to work and using that to mm. bring in more revenue, you know? So yeah. that was, yeah, it, uh, it was, was a downhill. A it honestly turned into a downhill. And I think going back on it, it could have done some things different and built some things different. And right. I, that wasn't a purchase I should have made at the time, but also it was one that, uh, it, that, that hand just changed me. Me messing up my hand changed a lot, but yeah, you couldn't have foreseen that. No, I mean, yeah. you couldn't have. no, no, there was no way to, to see that happening, but it was tough because, and it's a it's a huge reason of why I'm trying to take the business to where I'm trying to take it now. It's like I want to have plan in place to where if something does happen to me, it still runs. It mm-hmm. still runs by itself, and, and yeah. like even not even like me being injured. Like if I died for some reason, like I don't want you to be stuck with something that is not sellable or like there's no there's no benefit to you having it. Yeah. And, and so we. Uh, we are working on getting that in place. We're getting those steps in place, and and Bailey working with us now. He's our foreman. He's doing a great job. He's just he's doing amazing so far. He's been able to do a, do a lot on his own. Uh, we're learning. We're growing together. We're we're building trust with each other. We're trying to figure out how each other operate, and we can't wait for what to see what the what this year holds. But what we're trying to do is build a team that can operate without me. And that was a tough time because we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And we didn't have that. It was very uncertain. Um, luckily, praise the Lord. We didn't have a kid yet. I, I mean, yeah, that, that yeah. would just change everything. That would have been really hard. I mean, I think you've said this before too. Um, you had big plans for 2021. I mean, yeah. that's part of buying the truck and, and the hand kind of put us 
really in survival mode. There wasn't really yeah. much we did other than try to like just yeah. keep our heads above water. And the point in the year when it happened, it kind of it it turned the whole summer into that because yes. it took me three or four months to get totally back to operating like a hundred percent. And so, um, yeah, it, it definitely it definitely threw a wrench in things, and it made it tough. It, luckily, we were financially stable. We were fine. Yeah. The business did well. I think you know we talking about hard times, and and what made that hard. Um, was I think you never um made me feel this way, but I think I felt a lot of pressure. I think I was just nervous and I was scared because there was a, a time when um I was the only one working, mm-hmm. and you know something that you don't get necessarily owning your own business all the time. I don't know how everybody's insurance works was is like um like FML like paid paid yeah, medical yeah, leave yeah. like there was none of that. You were just at home, yeah. you know. So if you work for a company. Um, like a big company or a clock in clock out job, you usually typically will have some type of paid leave if something like that happens that secures you a job. And and that's not the case. Um, So I think that was our first time dealing with that, which was, which was tough. Um, And and it kind of, it, I'm thankful that we allowed it and kind of forced it to bring us closer together um, because we knew that we needed each other to kind of get through it because you also, um, that was one of the first times you'd ever needed me like physically, like there were things yeah. that you couldn't do. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was rough. And I, and, and I, advice I would give to anybody out there is you need to look into disability insurance. Yeah. Um, because if you, if you get hurt out there, then like she's kind of saying, if you don't have some type of uh, health coverage that we, well, health coverage isn't going to pay for you, for you not working. Um, yeah, but I mean, but they would at least take care of your medicals. But you should have some type of uh, short-term, long-term disability in case something does happen. You can at least um, get a little bit of income coming in that way. So that that is a tough time. Uh, that's not the one I was thinking. Well, that, what comes to your mind? It then, might come to mind too. I had multiple. Oh, it, it will, hundred percent. It is. <laughs> it goes all the way back to the beginning of when we were married. And so remember, take take it into consideration. We have the business when we got married. So I'm just time stamping here. This is 2020. COVID's going on. We don't know what's happening. Like the world is up in the air. We don't know what the business is going to do. I'm trying to grow the business. We're getting married. We don't. We're renting a house. We don't. We want to find a house to buy. We just ton of stuff is happening. A lot of stuff is happening. We're moving yeah. in together. We're figuring each other out, living together. We had we had dated for a couple of years, but I think that in and of itself was harder than we kind of like gave it credit for in the beginning. Just learning how to live together. Yeah, because you get toothpaste from the middle of the tube and not from the bottom. Okay. And you put the toilet paper on. You put the toilet paper on the bottom and not the top. That's like the that's like one of my biggest pet peeves in the history of man. Because you when you put toilet paper on the roll, you you let it roll out the bottom. I do that only because you want to go over the top. You do that now, but you you didn't used to. You always done it that way. Who cares how it goes? Like any house that I go into, and it's like that, I change it. Not even joking. Even it's not my house. Is, there's got to be somebody else out there like that. There, okay. Whoever's listening that is that is on the same page as me, shoot me a DM and let me know. Or repost it to your story. So I'll, I'm not the only one out there. It's so annoying. Like, toilet paper goes over the top. It does not go under you the bottom. You literally wipe your butt with it. Like, why it, do you care what it looks like? Ease of access. Ease of access. It's okay. not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. Because if it goes over the top, you can tear it with one hand. If it goes under the bottom... You can't tear it with one hand. You can't put pressure on anything. <laughs> what are you doing with your other hand? Well, you, you can't never know. Tear I mean, we're in the 21st century. Everybody's scrolling on their phone while they're. I mean, oh, so okay. you got your phone in one hand and toilet paper in the other. So, right. Anyway, that was one of the biggest uh, biggest learning curves there with was you. Was it? But, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But okay. Uh, anyway, 
figuring each other out, learning to move in together. But then you were also working night shift. And so that was one that was tough for us was I know there's a lot of you listening that are working separate jobs right now or you're you're working to get you're working building the business and you're still working a job and your spouse works a job. So there's three jobs going on in in between the two of you. That's tough. And and so for us, it was the night shift thing. And I know there's somebody out there that's got a spouse that's working night shift somewhere. You know how it is. It's kind of hard to explain it. And and some of you guys that plow snow, maybe, maybe you get a a hint of this, but it's not like, it's not all the time. You never know when snow is. So, but this was all the time. This was, Mm -hmm. you were working full time. So it was three days a week. Which Uh, is full time in healthcare Yeah, full time. The 12 hour shifts. So it was, I mean, it was all night. Yeah. Every other weekend at the hospital you're at. Yeah. It was every other weekend at that point. So every other weekend we weren't going to church. And this was our like beginning year of marriage. Yeah, I I think too that we didn't even maybe realize how hard it was while we were in it. No, we were like just we, living we just in didn't it. know. Like yeah. that was just what we did because that's that was our life. Like I went to work for twelve hours during the night and got home. You know, I know we've talked about it on here before. We're lucky if we pass each other in the driveway. Literally, no, we would late. I remember you would like call me or text me and be like, "I'm almost home. Just wait five more minutes." I know. I'd be like, "Please wait in the driveway. I'll be home." And and you know, 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then same thing. I would, a lot of times not have a ton of time to cook and I would like try to throw something in the crock pot before I went to sleep for the day. And then I would usually eat by myself. Um, you sometimes would be able to eat with me and I would, Yeah, we worked kind of late that year. I was going to say, I that was the year that we worked the latest. Like if you did that this year, you'd always be home before I left, but you, that summer worked late. Every day, like six, yeah. seven ish. Probably because we we're moving slower. My hand was cut off, so that was. No, oh that no, was that was the next summer. Yeah, that was just your first. Yeah, one of we your first four years. It out, yeah, and, yeah, but but yeah, that was hard. And again, I don't even think we realized it until we came out of it. Like we'd almost been in like this fog, and I feel like we were so. I don't. I don't feel like we went into marriage in the roommate phase, but we were so focused on our our own like work. That I don't even think we even had time to really think about how hard it was. Yeah. On yeah, us. there was no As, time like, for that. You know, we didn't have time. No. It was just, we just did it. It was just part yeah. of it. Yeah. And, and that was, it was tough. And I, and I would say we still have linear effects of that, honestly. If we're going to be totally honest here is, is because we didn't set up a good foundation when we started. Like yeah. I would say we never got really, we never got a good routine. Like it took us. Oh, it took us well, uh, truthfully, what, a year truth and a half. Told, we still don't. We never have because yeah. my work schedule has changed. Yeah, three times, four three times, times since we got married, years. and it's just like just when we think we're getting something down, it changes. Or just when we thought we were getting it down, we had a baby. So mm-hmm. like that's out the window, um, which can make things a little difficult. Um, so if anyone has any tips on how to continue to make things work when you feel like you have no like, not routine necessarily, but like some we we need to find something that like grounds us, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and I think we're working on that now, yeah. just because I don't know because we have these things, you know, things that we'd like to do together daily, but we don't feel like we can do that because our schedule changes all the time. Yeah. Um. So we're we're working on that for sure. Yeah, I think setting actionable, reasonable goals as part of it is is we might just not say we can't do it every single day. Yeah, to do it three or four days a week instead of seven days a week. 
Yeah. That way for the days that you do work, whatever, we'd have to do it. But we never, like, we never got, we never even got in, like, plugged into a church until, like, what? A year ago. Yeah, two, a year and a half after we were married. Yeah. I mean, we were, like. That's not cool. No, it's not good looking back on it. And I think that had a ton to do with it. It's like. Yeah. We never got any type of marriage small group. We never got any type of marriage devotional. Like, we were just working. Yeah. We were just working. Literally, it's all we do. We work, we come home, we'd eat, we'd get them to do it again the next day. And yep. everybody has gone through that. And my goodness, I want to travel. Um, we're sitting here, sitting here in this hotel room, and the uh, Marriott channel is on, and it's like showing all their locations. And this is the Maldives. Oh yeah. Um, when can we book our hut here, uh, Brian Fullerton? When can you take us on our plane on your plane to uh, the, Maldives the Maldives and get a over the water bungalow? But anyway, it was tough. It was tough. Those are those are some of the that was some of the hardest times for us. And I think. Honestly, we don't even remember part of it. It's yeah, kind of like I'm a saying. blur. We didn't really realize we were in a fog until I stopped doing that, and we kind of both got on some, somewhat of a yeah. normal schedule. Um, but yeah, so what's another one for you? You said you had a couple. Well, guys, thanks for tuning into the show today, and I'm so excited to be bringing to you a new live event in our industry. It's called Synced Live. It's the second annual event, and it's going to be on February the 6th and the 7th of 2023 at the Cobb Galleria in Atlanta, Georgia. Some of the leaders that are going to be speaking at this event from our industry are Jim McCutcheon, Deborah Cole, Mike Haynes, Jay Worth, Joe Langton, and many more. There's literally probably 10 more on this list that I'm not even reading, so there's going to be a ton of value packed from speakers there. There's also going to be education topics going on in and around the booth at the event. They're going to be talking about recruiting and retaining employees, innovation, automation, and the ROI of automation. There's going to be tons of stuff on that. There's also going to be 70-plus vendors. Now, you don't want to go to the trade show and not see vendors. So, like we said, 70-plus vendors. There's going to be vendors pertaining to porcelain paving, natural stone paving, walling systems, smart measurement, robotic mowers, tech, software, everything in between. It's going to be full of full of value and full of great vendors and exhibits that we get to go look at and try things out for our business and see how we can make our businesses better in the future. So, like I said, it's our second annual event, Synced Live, February 6th and 7th in Atlanta, Georgia. The 6th is a half a day of the show. The full day is on the 7th on Tuesday. I can't wait to be a part of this. I can't wait to show up and be there and network, hang out with all of you guys. This is my first year going. If you've never gone, if you didn't go last year, make it out this year, Atlanta, Georgia. It's well worth your ticket price just for the education alone, not even to mention all the vendors and things you're going to get to see and the networking you're going to get to do. So come out and see us in Atlanta on February the 6th and the 7th at Sync Live, Cobb Galleria. We can't wait to see you there. Now let's get back to the show. Um, right after we had Jack. Mm. And we're still working. We're still, we're. Um, I don't even remember that part I, of it. Literally, <laughs> we were having this conversation the other day. Like, there are some nights I don't remember. Like, I don't remember how they happened. Yeah, and we're still. Come, I don't know. I wouldn't say that we're still necessarily in survival mode. We're in a ten times better place than we yes. were three months ago. Yes, I don't. I wouldn't say that we're thriving, but I would say no. we're doing a little more than surviving. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Like, Jack yeah. sleeps in his crib, in his room. He takes naps during the day. He's on somewhat of a schedule. I would say for two working adults, a business owner, running a podcast, doing stuff outside with friends and family, and raising a four-month-old, I'd say we're pretty close to thriving, believe it or oh, not. Oh, would you? I mean, yeah, believe it or not. I mean, we still have our issues, but there's definitely, I mean, we're doing pretty good. Like, I think I'm just always ready, waiting for the other shoe to drop. 
Yeah, like, yeah I feel it's like so we, up in the air because he got, can change so yes, fast. Yes, that's, like, that's the thing. Like, we're just waiting on something. I mean, to, like, we don't. I don't really want to talk about it, but we're really a week into this whole four-month sleep regression, and it hasn't really happened yet. Well, it doesn't. It's not like happen? clockwork at four months. Well, we'll see. It can happen anywhere from three to six months. Oh, my goodness. I'm not prepared. Yeah. I'm just counting down the weeks. But I think um, having Jack, I think any parent would probably agree that that, um, can be a tough time, um, because for a lot of different reasons, I mean, I could go on about this all day, but I will not, um, just all of the changes that happen. I mean, having a baby, you know, turns your world upside down. Um, but then also you're both changed because you now have this baby and all of your priorities and responsibilities have shifted. So I think it just causes you to have different like I said priorities um and you're kind of getting to know a new version of yourself and then also getting to know the this new version of your partner and kind of learning how to like work through that and re-get to know them together um is challenging while raising a baby yeah so it's tough and you know I won't go into it all, but, you know, like, postpartum, there's always hormones and things like that that affect every woman differently. So, that can make things a little more difficult sometimes as well. Um, But, yeah. Part of it, I think, is, so, this kind of transitioned off what we were talking about is we were both working. And I don't even think we realized this. Like I said, we didn't realize this in the moment. But we were both just trying to uh, do our own, like, not build our own careers, but just... We were just caught up in what we were doing. Yeah. Every single day. We just we were just doing, like just going with the flow. And so not that we weren't working towards a common goal of like making our future better, but now that like when you have a kid, like that really puts you on the same common goal. Yeah. At least for us it did. Like yes. now we're doing this for like our family moving forward. Like mm-hmm. every every time you go to work, we're doing this for our family. Every time we go out and put out a new estimate or send out a bit or do do a long put out in a uh, long hours in a day like those are all things that we're like it's a common goal now and we have a purpose for why we're doing it and i think that makes it easier maybe yeah like it, no it, it, it does it, it, it does. makes it under you, your your spouse understands you're more likely more. to have grace with the yes. other two when you know like okay we're doing this for him we're doing this for our family um it it helps some of the selfishness, like, to kind of take that away when you, you know, stop and think about that you both have the same goal and the same, I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. And, and it keeps us, it keeps us on the same page and it keeps us from hopefully not, like, I think we've actually done better about, like, jumping on each other's throats about stuff. Like, yeah, in a sense, maybe, like, yeah. he's just kind of, it's made it to where we're, we're really just... To the point of, like, we can't get upset with something that the other person says because it can be frustrating. Like, we had this conversation, and it's anything said between 12, 8, 9 p.m. and 4 a.m. doesn't count. Yeah, like, just because the sleep deprivation <laughs> Yeah, the so sleep real. deprivation. But then, <clears throat> during the day, like, if he's screaming, crying, and, like, this is something I think we've worked to, through to this point, through the, yes. through the last four months. Yeah. First two months is tough. Because you take it personally, you take when it. You're, you're still adjusting. And you're tired. Yeah. And no, it's all still so new. You're still adjusting to this life, but like he could be screaming his head off, 
and you're not frustrated with the other person. You just need a burp cloth or you just need a bottle or, or whatever it is, but you make it like you make it sound like you're aiming it at the other person when you're really not. Yeah. And that's something that we've had to work through. Yes. Is is explaining like I'm not upset with you. I need to do a better job about the way it comes out, but I'm just telling you like I'm not upset. This is just what's happening. Yeah, and uh, and to talk about your favorite uh, topic, I think just communication has been a big deal because I think we're finally starting to be able to work through this whole like just telling the other what's going on or what's upsetting instead of trying to say like oh nothing it's fine or whatever it's just Jack or or nothing nothing I'm fine um, you know it, it just being upfront and honest like it's not you. It's, I'm not upset with you. I'm upset about the situation or I need this or, or whatever. Um, and I think the other person is more understanding and more graceful. So I, that was a lot of rambling. I think we have definitely had some like hiccups in our marriage. Nothing, um, so serious that I would consider like super hard times. Mm-mm. Um, we've only been married almost three years. So we know that. We're not naive to the fact that we haven't had a lot of life happen to us yet. So we know that those things are coming. But these little things, I think, are helping shape the way that we'll react to the big things. So we're trying to acknowledge them and think about what we did do in those situations that worked and what we did that didn't work. So that when bigger things happen and when life continues to happen, we know what works for us and what doesn't work for us as far as working through that. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, feel, I feel like the analogy you could use there, <clears throat> and, and maybe, I don't know, this makes sense to me, but like, you know, God's never going to bless you with a lot of money until you know how to handle the little amounts of money. So like, yeah, or if you, not necessarily just money, just anything. Yeah, anything. But that's just the common one. It's like, how are you going to get through tough times if you don't know how to handle the not so, t- like, they're tough, but not just, the big stuff? Yeah. Like, how are you going to go through the big stuff when you can't handle the small stuff? Yeah. When you're chewing each other's throats out because Jack's mad or, or whatever, like, you're upset, what are you going to do with, like, you have three kids screaming and one of your parents is sick and you're running all over the place and stuff's going on? Yeah, because, like, like, crap happens. It's yeah. inevitable. Life is going to happen and... And are you prepared to handle it? You know, like, I think us sitting here talking about... These are building blocks along the way. Yes, so it's important to have the conversations of how you've handled previous situations or hard times or things that you would consider hard um, times in your marriage to see, hey, this worked, this didn't work. How, like, not that it's fun to sit around and be like, how are we going to react when something really bad happens to us? But it's important to be prepared because... That's a lot of the reason that couples don't make it. You know, life happens and they don't prioritize prioritize, um, protecting their marriage. You have to prioritize protecting your marriage for it to be successful. I would say put a plan in place. Like you need to have some type of plan to combat these issues as they arise. You need to have some type of structure of what have you done over the years as you work through the little things to build up to the big things, because it's going to come. Like yeah. if you haven't gone through anything big yet, it's going to come. We haven't. Yeah. We know that. We'll look back on this show and say, "Oh, I remember when we did that. We were so young and naive. <clears throat> we don't even know what we didn't even know what was coming." And it mm-hmm. could be tomorrow. Like yeah. it could literally be tomorrow when something happens. But we need to remember that we have each other first off, 
we're on our we're on the same team. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that marriage has taught. I mean, not marriage, parenting has taught at me. A hundred percent. It's same. like you jumped on each other's throats. That benefits no one. Like, right. Like, we are what, the, and I, the team. Uh, yes. And I think too, a lot of times when you talk about being on the same team and and you are or when you're in an argument or you're going through something tough and you're just so frustrated and upset and um, you have something ugly to say or you're just not in the mood or whatever. Like, I just try to ask myself, like, what is this action or what are these words? Like, what is this going to benefit? Like, what's my end goal with this? Like, is my end goal to, like, be ugly and make him feel bad? And if that if that's my goal, then I need to take a step back and rethink about why I'm saying what I'm saying. Um, because a lot of the times, if you think about it that way, it will cause you to rephrase or rethink what you want to do next. Because I think, you know, with with your actions and your words, like they can be a lot more harmful than you mean for them to, especially when you're in the moment. So taking a step back to say, okay, what do I, what do I want to accomplish with this? Like, what's my end goal here? Um, can cause you to kind of rethink and determine your, your next steps. Yeah. You need to have a plan in place, but then you also, before you react to anybody or anything, any scenario, you just need to ask yourself, are we on the same team? Well, yeah. Are we on the same team at the end of the day? Yeah. At the end of the day, we're on the same team and, it goes hand in hand with what I'm saying is like, yeah, we're on the same team. I'm still mad. Like you yeah. can still be frustrated, but what what's How your you goal gonna, with what you're do like yeah. with what you're saying? Like Are you, you know? just letting your frustration out, like to let them be known? Like if you need to just let them know you're frustrated, just make sure you're doing yeah, that in a respectful because way. And to be totally honest, that's something that I've been pretty bad at in the past. I I'll just vent. Um and Jeremiah thinks that I'm being I'm upset with him or I'm frustrated with him. So if we've gotten to a point where I've had to kind of say, like, I'm not upset with you. I understand. Like, we're on the same team. Like, I need to vent. And then it comes out as a way of just, like, getting my frustration out. But then he's also aware the whole time that it's not at him. Instead of letting it build and him this whole time I'm complaining, think, oh, she's upset with me for X, Y, and Z, or or I should have done this because she's upset or whatever. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's tough. It's I mean, that's. This has been kind of a, a more not a not a upbeat, super lively episode. It's just been a real one. It's been one that I hope you all know. If you're new in business, if you're young in business, you're not married yet, you're engaged, or you're looking to find someone, then it's not going to be easy. Like it's just not going to it's not going to happen. You're not going to have an easy marriage if you if you have a good marriage and if you have a good business, it won't be easy. It's just like walking the Christian yeah. journey. If you're living Christian life the way you're supposed to. It's not going to be easy. That's that's not what God calls you to. It's not you're not called to an easy life. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what are you like? How's your life it. producing? It's it's yeah. going to be worth it. And so, it's not always easy, but it's always worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's always worth it in the end. So, ask yourself: Are you on the same team? That's one thing that you need to ask yourself and and your spouse this week is make sure you're on the same team when you combat uh, new issues, things that arise. When you hit those things head on, you need to hit them head on, and you need to to tackle those things. But just make sure you're doing it in the right way with the right attitude and making sure your spouse feels loved and, and taken care of because those are those are some things that we've struggled with uh, in the past couple of years of being married and, and hopefully we are on the right track to changing and I hope that it's helped a little bit of you 
out there some way, somehow today, and hopefully we'll help you in the future. Maybe you're listening down the road, then uh, hopefully we've got a lot of this figured out and we are helping you in other areas in life. So <laughs> anyways, that is going to wrap this show up. I hope that it has been of some benefit to you. If it was, leave us a rating interview, a big five stars. Those are super helpful. They take 30 seconds. Just drop one down below, podcasts, uh, and the Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Really helps boost us out there so we can continue to go to the community one relationship at a time. But without any further ado, that's going to be us. That's going to be it for this one, and we're going to be signing off from High Top Birmingham. We'll catch up with everybody here on the next episode. (laughs) 